Hello, welcome to Asbury. My name is Pastor Mike. Thanks for joining our podcast. This is where you'll be able to find all of our sermons, as well as interviews and special devotionals. We hope these messages inspire and support you as you grow on your journey of faith. If you have any questions or want to have further conversation, or if you simply like what you hear, connect with Asbury through our Facebook page or by checking out our website at asburymaitland.org. Friends, I am so excited to be here on this happy 4th of July, Um, and as Chris mentioned earlier, uh, I get the pleasure and the honor of being Asbury United Methodist Church's new associate pastor, and I am so excited. Whether you're joining us here or online, um, we are so thankful you are here today. Certainly want to get to know you all, but want to give you all a chance to get to know me as well. Um, My name is Will Kendust, uh, full name William. I grew up just a little bit over east in Melbourne, Florida. That's kind of born and raised over there. I attended Century United Methodist Church, um, basically born into the church. My parents were charter members um, as that church got started. So, and whenever anybody asks, like, how old is the church? Usually they just ask me how old I am. And they said, oh, okay, it just kind of lines up in that way. Um, and from an early age, I felt like I wanted to be in ministry. I thought, what better gig where you work like one, two days a week and they pay you like all this money and you just hang out the rest of the time. Um, and the senior pastor at the time, Gary Spencer, some of you may know him, he said, well, two days is more, one more day than most people think you work. So at least you got some healthy expectations and boundaries with that. Um, but as I grew up, my shift uh, in interest changed a little bit. My family was part of the housing industry. My dad was an architect, mom, interior design. Brother got his real estate license, and so I thought I would kind of complete um, this family business of being a general contractor. I went down to Palm Beach Atlantic uh, University in West Palm Beach, Florida, studied small business, entrepreneurship, and had people saying, Will, when you graduate, uh, who worked with my parents, I said, we'll give you a job. As soon as you get out, come back to Melbourne, we'll teach you the ropes, we'll show you how to do this. Um, And I thought, man, that's awesome. Well, then we had what was known as the market crash of 07, 08. God had different plans for my life, so you're welcome. Um, uh, So God said, no, I want you to be a ministry. I'll just kind of crash the market, and yeah, then we'll make sure that you, yeah, stick to ministry. So it ended up, everybody was on the other side of hiring people, unfortunately, but was, what was fortunate for me is that I did end up going into ministry. I started helping out with the youth program, got part-time, 20 hours a week, and then became full-time. And it was like drinking from a fire hose. I was learning so, so much, so, so fast. So, so thankful for the people who helped me, who mentored me along the way. But when I was there, I really found a lot of stuff about myself when you get into these new situations where you have to grow, you're stretched, you're kind of challenged. Um, And there were two things that I really found out about myself. And the first thing was that I loved ministry. It's just a a place, for me, youth group was a place where it was home. I I knew people who knew me. They loved me, despite me being known as Wild Willie. Um, I lived into that nickname fully um, and often. I know, I'm trying to be authentic, though. Don't hold me too much to it, though. Wild Willie, that was it. I've grown. 
a little bit. Um, but I had people there who loved me. That was home. They, they just showed grace and grace upon me despite all this stuff and just terrorizing the place. I almost got my youth pastor fired multiple times. I won't tell those though. So um, I, I got to save some secrets. Uh, but another thing that I found out about myself, uh, but before I do that, I want to ask you all this question. I found out what fills me up. I want to ask you all a question. What fills you up? And I want you to just kind of think about that a little bit. What it is, what is it about you that kind of you think, man, this energizes me, this charges me, this makes me feel like I can just conquer the world. So I want you to think about it a little bit. If you want to chat with your neighbor real quick about it, jot it down, whatever it is. I'll give you just about 10, 15 seconds just to think about it. What is it that fills you up? All right, any volunteers want to share what it is that fills them up? Just shout it out. Family. Family. Being in church. church. Music, helping people in need. need. Meeting new friends. friends. Taking walks. Taking walks. Travel. Travel. A lot of good things, yeah. Any others? Planet Fitness, get it, that's right, yeah. Okay, yes, and these are all wonderful things and we are all unique and these, these things fill us up in different ways. One of the things I found out about me, myself, when I was in ministry is I like doing things. I'm a bit of a doer, if you will. Um, and I just found out that this is just how I am. This is just how I'm wired. Um, I like to make like a to-do list and the first thing I put on said to-do list is make to-do list. And then I put other stuff, and then I check that first one off. Bam, I'm already done with one of these things that I put down on there. I love like the satisfaction of painting a room. Don't ask me to paint. But I love painting a room. You get that instant satisfaction of seeing it all done and finished. You, like, you know, it just covers the walls. Oh, it smells kind of good. Um, but I love that. But I found that it was a little bit of a downfall as well, because I put that pressure on myself and found myself being unable to rest in times when I needed it. I was a little too go, 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 and not so much slow down. And it kind of got the best of me. And I found myself whenever I was in my, like a little bit of an anxious situation, I would do something. Maybe in a relationship that was a little bit troubled or somebody was upset with me, I would try to do something to fix it. Um, if I'm ever even needing just physical rest, I would still go do something because it was just, I, I was just operating in this weird mindset that I needed to be doing something. And I even found that was a little bit of how my faith was as well. I kind of connected the dots in that. I was always trying to like do something to make sure I was kind of earning my rest, but I would never give myself that rest, unfortunately. And I think we are in this world, this time of our lives where that does happen maybe more often than we like. Maybe you're a little bit similar in that sense. Maybe you're not. Um, but I wonder how rested we really are these days. And I wonder, are we taking that rest that we need? Do we give ourselves that chance to slow down? Anybody feeling like they need a little bit of rest? You don't have to raise your hand. Anybody know somebody that needs to take a little bit of rest? Thankfully, my wife's not here to point at me. Um, but we need those times to slow down. 
And thankfully, we have Jesus, who spoke 2,000 years ago, who still speaks to us today in those times to say, hey, it's okay, take a rest. So today, we're gonna look at this scripture out of Matthew. Uh, this is the 11th chapter where Jesus is talking directly to, I feel like, something that is all too important to us even today. It says this, verse 28 starts out, it says, come to me, all you that are weary and carrying heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and I am humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. There's a lot just in these couple verses, but just thinking about that. Do you find rest hearing those words? Do you find the invitation that Jesus brings to us? Because even in just that first little part, if we could put that first verse up just real quick, that first verse just says, come to me. Right off the bat, Jesus is inviting us in. This is a gentle invitation for us. This is not coercive. This is not forceful. This is not angry. This is an invitation. Jesus, with open arms, just to say, hey, come to me. I can give you that rest. I often think of the icon maybe you have seen with Jesus knocking on the door um, where you always have these pictures of him. I think we might have a couple of those of him just sitting there knocking. You know, there's different variations, all different types. But if you notice on these ones, even these ones right here, there's no door handle on the outside. This is an invitation. Jesus has knocked, but it is on us to come to him, to open that door, to invite him into our lives. He is patient, he is kind, and he asks us, take it upon you. Take my yoke upon you. And Jesus being counterintuitive and usually confusing people, this is counterintuitive to think, okay, I'm tired, I'm worn out. What's the first thing you would think to do? Well, just get rid of it, right? Why do I have to take this whole yoke thing upon me if I'm tired and I'm worn out? Planet Fitness, if you're tired and you're worn out, you don't think, put on more weight, load it up. No, you think the other thing, take that weight off, rest, relax. But Jesus knew what he was doing. And by resting, he's offering us a chance to take his yoke upon us. We exchange the yoke maybe that ourselves put on us, we put on ourselves, maybe the yoke that other people put on us to feel his rest. And there's a few ways that Jesus offers us this rest when we spend time with him, when we do these things that fill us up, when we're in church, when we're walking, when we're working out, when we're aware of his presence through the Holy Spirit, he can give us rest. In Philippians, Paul tells us when we turn our lives over to Christ, we get that peace that passes our own understanding. We get that peace of God and that gives us rest. And as this yoke we see, it is not a yoke that just a single person wears, but this is a two person, a two animal type of utility. This is a two person tool. And so it not only gives us rest by Jesus sharing the load with us, but it's also a teaching mechanism. I'm not a farmer. I don't dress like a farmer. I sometimes dress like a farmer because I wish I were a farmer, but I'm not a farmer. But I do know that this yoke is a teaching tool. It is put on two animals, usually a more mature animal that knows what to do, and then a less mature animal, an animal that has never done this before. And through having these two animals being yoked to each other, you can be able to have that younger one to learn the ropes, 
to know how to do things, just as Jesus tells us. Um, do we have a photo of the yoke? Yeah, perfect. So you can see just exactly how that is. You tie the two animals together. Jesus isn't saying, hey, take my yoke, good luck, figure it out. But he's alongside next to us, teaching us, showing us, just like maybe a teacher or mentor that you've had over the years, is patient, is gracious, just saying, hey, I'm right alongside next to you. And that's the other thing that it offers us, is it offers companionship. Jesus isn't gonna let us alone. He's not gonna leave us. He's gonna be with us, right alongside us. How much more rest and how much easier is it to get rest when you have someone to go through with it? Last but not least, I wanna look at the fact that when Jesus is inviting us, come to me all, all is all. This was not an invitation to certain people. It was not an invitation to the religious elite. It was not an invitation to the poor. It was not an invitation to the rich. It was not an invitation to the sick, the healthy. It was to everyone. Jesus invites every single one of us, no matter where we are or what we look like or what we do. This is an invitation to all. And that's why I fell in love with ministry. Shortly, we're gonna celebrate communion. Here in the United Methodist Church, we celebrate an open table policy. We don't say this is our table, we say this is Christ's table. And we don't put any rules or regulations on it for who comes forward. We all can receive that. And I knew at my church I was at a place where I was loved and cared for. And I can already tell this is a place as well where everyone is loved and cared for. As we close, I wanna read this message translation. Eugene Peterson, I think he does an awesome job summing up this verse for us. It starts out by saying this, are you tired? Are you worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. What would it be like if we truly rested? What would it be like if we took the yoke of Christ that Matthew Henry, a theologian, says is lined with love? We took off the yoke that is ill-fitting, heavy, that we put on ourselves or other people. What could that do for our lives? How could we benefit from that? How could our relationships benefit from that if we truly lean into that rest that Christ offers us? Friends, I'm so excited to be here at Asbury United Methodist Church. I'm so blessed with all the love that has been poured out on me, shown to me, and I can only imagine what God has in store for us. Thank you again so much for having me. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your love, for your grace, for Christ's yoke that we can take upon ourselves. Often in life, we get wrapped up in everything that is forced upon us, the expectations, the deadlines, hanging over us, looming, but you offer us rest, rest for our souls, God. I would pray that we would take off the yoke of life and we would take on the yoke of Christ that does give us true rest. Amen.